0: and welcome to the Preferred Nerd Podcast, recorded on Sunday, September 9th. I'm Ryan, and this is going to be another kind of mini-episode like I've been doing the last couple times. Um, Except for one thing, I've got Matt and Ash back with me. Um, We did a little conversation about the recent G4 news, Um, and we recorded a separate thing for that instead of doing a full podcast like we used to. We just did about a 15-minute discussion on that, Um, and I'm just going to paste it into the recording, and I'll do that right now. So take it away, Ryan. G4 is no more. Pardon the pun or the rhyme or whatever that is. Um, They've come out, and they've announced that they're not going to be a network anymore, or at least the network's going to change. It's going to be... all the articles say it's going to be like a, a GQ TV station. Um, so what's going to happen to some of these video games, TV shows and like technology related shows and everything that G4 is showing right now, are they going to survive or is it going to be a completely like new channel with all new programming?
1: You know, I've, think uh you can kind of notice that there were hints that this was going on for a while now like it kind of started with adam Sessler leaving because it was kind of a contract dispute and so you kind of wonder like okay you know he's been with them forever he's kind of a big name you know why why wouldn't they give him more money and then kevin Pereira left kind of more gracefully but even in his last week on aots they talked to the Uh, creator of G4, who, you know, is no longer involved with running it or anything like that, Uh, and kind of just talked about how he saw a market for, you know, a network about games, and uh, it was almost like, kind of like a swan song going on. And then, for me, the biggest hit was, and Matt heard me complaining a bunch, was when their podcast feedback, uh, they kind of went off and they said that they'll be back in the fall as something different. But, you know, it was kind of weird to be like, okay, why, why are you leaving to come back as something different? Like, wasn't what you were doing working? Like, what's
2: going on? Yeah, it uh, it seemed like this sort of thing that uh, it had been progressing that way. And G4 had been kind of losing a lot of money for just whatever year that it existed, I think. So uh, when uh, Comcast bought NBC Universal and owned them, I, I think, like, They've been just cleaning the board on, like, NBC and everything. So it just uh, it seemed like this was just inevitable. But uh, I kind of wonder, like, exactly how successful this uh, this replacement is going to be. Like, a, what is a GQ net kind of network going to have? Like, a, a TV show about colognes or something like that? Like, what are we getting <laughs> yeah. into?
1: That was my thing. Like, how, you know, you and I had talked before, Matt, about how G4 was always losing money. And I kind of was thinking, like, okay, well, your current audience isn't probably going to stick around for, like, a GQ type of uh, thing. And, you know, I can't imagine there was anybody screaming of, like, oh, yeah, I got to have this. Almost like a lifetime for men kind of thing. Right.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And what I'm wondering is how they really expected it to keep surviving. They don't have very much original programming. Outside of X-Play and Attack of the Show, do they have anything else? I mean, they have, like, the Ninja Warrior stuff, and then anything else that's on there is either cops or cheaters, and nobody Mm -hmm. wants to watch that crap.
1: Well, and that's what's crazy, is how scattered their programming is, because, like, uh, their own program was Campus PD, which was, like you know, the college version of Cops. And then they had that bomb patrol Afghanistan. And, like, so that was kind of a military documentary. And so it's like, okay, you do tech and, like, video games, but, like, how how the hell does this fit in, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think back in last fall, maybe it was, or maybe back in the spring, like, they start branching into, like, Marvel anime, and so it's, like, I could see that going with, like, what they kind of were with the tech and video game stuff, but it's just like, you know, it's like they're shotgunning their programming, and, you know, no wonder it's failing.
0: Yeah, and this is brand new news. I mean, it just came out a few days ago, and there aren't really a lot of um, details or anything behind exactly what's going to happen with the station. Do either of you guys think that Attack of the Show and X-Play could actually survive and continue on the station, but they just add more programming and it's more like widely diverse programming?
1: Yeah, I I could see that. I mean, I remember when they merged with uh, Tech TV, and pretty much X Play was like the only thing that stuck out of all their other shows. Like, you know, you pretty quickly saw the everything else get cleaned out. Uh, so I could see maybe that sticking around because that's really all they have that works for them.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, uh- I I think the thing that I'm going to miss the most, though, I don't uh, I I wouldn't be surprised to see like X Play and the tech of the Show stick around and maybe kind of continue. It seems like they've been on sort of a death march, but the the thing that I'm going to miss the most and the thing I don't really expect to stick around is their uh, coverage of like E3 and Comic Con, which yep. is a shame because the the I mean knock the personalities at G4 as much as you want. I think they're their e3 coverage is usually pretty decent uh, it was a lot better than like spike tv's spike tv kind of came up across as like uh i don't know mountain Dew the channel when they were yeah. uh, doing e3 coverage so it uh it was nice to have uh, you can i i wouldn't fault anyone for knocking g4 for not actually being like totally nerd stuff but they at least kind of hit it a little bit better than some other ones on uh on the big conventions
1: Well, and I think that's what I really appreciate with G4 and Ryan. Go ahead and butt in if uh, you have something. But uh, (laughs) like, what I really appreciate about it was like their E3 coverage and Comic Con and all that stuff. It was like professionally done. Like it was kind of giving credit to like our pop culture. You know, Uh, it wasn't like like you were saying Spike comes off as like Mountain Dew of the channel and like constantly zany like. You know, you watch G4's E3 coverage, and they'd have, like, you know, after the press conference, they'd be talking with whoever was speaking and looking to get more details and, yep. you know, analyzing it and stuff. And you might as well have been watching, like, CNN or something like that after a presidential address.
0: It almost seemed to me like their entire annual budget went into those events. I mean, mm-hmm. you saw higher production values, and you saw – like more behind the scenes looks and everything in just those events than in their regularly programs
1: yeah i'm and uh looking back to as kind of a sign of what was going on is like uh even their internet with feedback like those were like the events where feedback would actually get airtime on tv where they'd have you know four people just kind of talking about what happened but uh this past comic con like When they used to do E3 or uh, Comic-Con and do feedback, they'd still have, like, four people. But this year, it was just, like, Blair Herder and a special guest for 15 minutes. And it wasn't really, like, a discussion as much as an interview of whoever the special guest was. And to me, it was kind of like, okay, like, something's up. Like, they must have cut their budget big time, you know, from what Mm -hmm. it used to be. But oh, go So ahead. what
0: do you think could be the future of these shows? Do you think, I mean, with YouTube lately, there have been a lot of these YouTube channels, like the Nerdist channel and the, um, what's the other one? The, now I'm drawing a blank, damn it. Um, uh,
1: I know Machinima's pretty big. Yeah,
0: Machinima's mm-hmm. big, but I'm thinking there's one that Felicia Day and like oh, Veronica yeah. Belmont and stuff... A geek and sundry—that's yeah. what it's called. Do you think maybe the video game aspects and the technology aspects of G4 could branch out into their own YouTube channel and still be relatively successful? Now I know they wouldn't have the same kind of budgets and everything from YouTube, but they—I think that would be a better place they could maintain their um, viewership on YouTube, or they could like even bring in more viewers.
1: Pay could even be better for a lot of their, right. you know. Like uh, I remember watching feedback one time, and like you know, I used, uh, you know the old man in me kind of has it out against Nicole's Zavolich because she's twenty four and. Like, uh, you know, working in the video game industry and stuff like that, and I'm 30 and envious of her. And, <laughs> like, then she's, like, talking about how she still lives at home with her parents, and I'm like, holy crap, you know, like, you know, how how bad do they pay you that, like, you know, you're kind of a TV, like, internet celebrity, but, like, you still have to live at home, you know? Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I kind of wonder even... Uh, like you were talking about with YouTube, I wondered if the internet would stay the same, like their website. Uh, but just this past week, like their MMO report, uh, they did a little skit saying they're under construction, but part of me kind of looked at it as kind of like, oh, okay, if they're changing now, is this kind of like, you know, are, is there going to be an MMO report again? Or, you know, was this kind of their way of quietly going off into the night? But, uh,. You know, kind of getting back to what you asked about as far as a future, I mean, you look at people like Blair Herder, Morgan Webb, and people like that, like, they already have celebrity, you know. Adam Sessler went over to Giant Bomb without an issue. So, you know, if they wanted to do something on their own and do a YouTube channel, I think a lot of people would follow that.
2: No, I remember right uh, Kevin Pereira left. They said he was leaving for uh, like his own project. Uh, do we know what that was? Is that maybe yeah, like a, a parachute thing or no?
1: It's it's more of a like an event coordinator kind of thing. Like okay. uh, I guess outside of like things like E3 and stuff like that, they would do their own uh, shows where it was like with like nerf fights and, and stuff like that. And so that's kind of what it is. It's more of like creating an experience uh out around like a convention or parties and things like that so it's not so much okay. like a tv or broadcast kind of thing
2: yeah like even then i could see like i don't know the the day after they make the switch like suddenly uh like h5.com pops up and it's right. got all your favorite g4 people doing uh, similar stuff And i mean I I, I'm sure they'd have lower production values and stuff like that, but I think they could still get by. They've got a lot of names that people would tune in for and check out. I don't know, we could see something like that.
0: And Ash even touched on, like, a lot of those personalities are, like, minor celebrities. And also a lot of them have their own, like, video podcasts or whatever you want to call it. I mean, so branching out into their own network or even joining another one, like Nerdist or something. I mean, Chris Hardwick used to be on Attack of the Show all the time, and he's now partnered up with Legendary Entertainment, and he's got his own network on... um, YouTube, So I could absolutely see a lot of those shows going over to one of those networks and succeeding mm-hmm. just as much. And yeah. I mean, all of the G4 shows were recorded in the E studios. It's not like they even had their own place to record stuff. They had to borrow like an e building and do everything in there in order to get their stuff done so they've hmm. they're already working on the the minimalist um budgets that they possibly could so i yeah. don't even think it would take a lot of money to get something else going for them
1: well and the other thing too is like you kind of touched on it with nerdist uh being owned by legendary now which i mean the parent company there is i think warner brothers uh, and they've kind of just been hands-off so long as it's doing its thing. Uh, but one of the YouTube channels I follow is Equals3, and the host of there, Ray, like, you know, he used to just do it out of his apartment, and now there's actually, like, uh, he's signed on with a company that, you know, a media company that kind of does the whole thing for him, and, like, he kind of recreated his apartment in a studio, Uh, But what I think you're seeing is a lot more, like, production companies are starting to see internet streaming video as, you know, a viable platform of distribution now, uh, you know, and being able to get ad money from that where – and the host, Ray, even has said, like, you know, he had looked at being on TV before and, like, you know, with what they want you to sign away and stuff like that, it's just ridiculous. And he he was saying anybody, you know – it's a joke to go on TV any with a TV deal anymore. It's better to do it, you know, online when you can still, like, maintain some of the IP content and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, was there anything else you guys wanted to mention about it?
1: Uh, I guess it's it's just going to be kind of shaky to see where it goes from here. I almost kind of wonder because, like, It's kind of weird that they would announce this far in advance. When normally it's just like the changes happened and you know get used to it. Like I kind of wonder if they're waiting to see people's reaction and maybe like they're kind of wondering if they can hold, like, put the brakes on it if the reaction is too
2: strong. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It seems like uh, it's sad to see him go, but I don't know. It was better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess the one way to look at it, you know, in a way, is if it wasn't for G Four, we wouldn't have Olivia Munn, and so we can kind of. I'm willing to see it go because of that. So. <laughs> oh, I, I, I honestly would be
0: okay if we never had Olivia Munn.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So uh, Cand- Candace Bailey, you know. She's all right, but again, like it's it's just the eye candy to pretend to be a nerd but not really a nerd kind of thing. <laughs> so.
0: Okay, well, there you go. That was our discussion about G4. Um, a couple more things that I want to just touch on, uh, some news stories. Uh, we've got uh, Plants vs. Zombies iOS update that added a bunch of um, Last Stand modes. Um, if you've played the game before, you know that there's one last stand mode where you basically set up a defense and then you get wave after wave after wave of zombies to come at you, and you just have to keep fending them off. It's You keep the same defense, and you're given like a certain amount of sunshine to spend, and that's all you get. But, I mean, they've added like different different modes for like one of them being the day and one night, and then the pool during the day, and then the pool at night, and there's also an endless mode that I haven't gotten to an end of it yet, but it's just wave after wave after wave, and they never stop. Um, And that, you can download it for free. Um, They probably are just putting this out as like a precursor to the second Plants vs. Zombies game, which I know I'm really excited about playing, so... If you love Plants vs. Zombies and you have it on iOS, you can start playing some new content now. Okay, one other story is The League Season season uh, 4 finally has a premiere date. And that date is October 11th on FX. Um, this is a really, really funny TV show that I know a lot of people enjoy. I like it. Um, it's about fantasy football, but... You don't have to be a fan of fantasy football in order to enjoy the show. I mean, it's there's so much comedy in it that it, it shadows the fantasy football aspects, and pretty much anybody can enjoy the show, but it's a half-hour comedy, so it's not like a serialized show that you have to see it from the beginning in order to get it. I mean, you can jump in whenever and start watching, but that's it, October 11th, and we're going to have new episodes of the league, so I can't wait for that, That such a funny show. I love watching it. All right, that's it for the news. Um, Then lately, what I've been doing is I've been um, spotlighting one podcast that I've been listening to that I really enjoy. Um, And this week, I'm going to talk a little bit about Harmontown, which stars Dan Harmon and Jeff Davis. Now, Dan Harmon is the writer from Community who just recently lost his job. And instead of um working to find a new job, he just started a podcast. Um and Jeff Davis, you might know him from Whose Line Is It Anyway, he's kind of the the tall guy. He he always wears a suit and he's got like black hair. Um but it's it's just a comedy podcast and it's really funny. Um and every week um they do a show at Meltdown Theater and out at the um the Nerd Melt Theater in the back of Meltdown Comics in L.A. And they just talk about just whatever. And it's, like I said, it's a comedy podcast, so it's something fun to listen to, but I really enjoy it. Um, so maybe you, if, if you like comedy and you're looking for a new podcast, I recommend this one. You should check it out. It's really good. So that's it. Um, thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll be talking to you again soon.